This place is so fucking cool. Well, thanks, man. This is uh, it's a work in progress, and you, you can only see one angle, but it's getting there. It's the the Bat Cave is coming together. <laughs> see, it has the vibe because it's like it's so moody, it's so dark, but it still keeps you in the mood to stay awake because at the same time, behind us we have a whole room full of instruments, full of beautiful microphones. And then when you get to look over here and you see the preamps, you know, I see API. We've got Universal Audio. Tell us a few of these brands and everything you got. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of like at the helm here, we got a vintage SSL 4000 G+. It came from CNC Music Factory. So like all the songs that CNC made, like from 94 up, they did it on this desk. Um, so this is sweet. It's like a piece of history. How many channels are you running right here? 64. It's a 72 channel frame. 64 channels are loaded. Um, Incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. And then we got, we got, so, I'd like switch to warm audio and, you know, it's like going to the Equate brand to like name brand certain things. But I'll say this, I got the 1073s. We got a ton of them. Tony, my partner, like went on a limb and he's like, hey, let's try some of these out. And they've been amazing. So, like, I got to brag on the Warm Audio 273s. I got some SSL Alphas, some LA 610s, an Avalon 737 on the preamp side. So then I got a couple Neve, a couple Avitas, some API, uh, some EQs like that. I got a Manly bus comp, some 1176s, uh, a ton of distressors. God, so if you know music... Yeah. Right now, you might be <laughs> wet in the Woo! bed or something, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get too graphic, but wow. Okay, first off, explain to the person that wouldn't know, maybe they're into aliens, they came for that part of the show. Uh, what does that mean? Okay, we just said <laughs> all these yeah. names, Universal Audio, you know, uh, Neve, you know, Solid State. Uh, what exactly would this do? Say I have this microphone, you know. Where do I go down the chain from the microphone? Well, we all do know I like a mic here. Yeah, we we all know mic cord. So this is like our street, and it's going to get us from each part of the city, and uh, ultimately to make the mic where you can hear it, just like your iPhone when you plug it into like your car stereo, you're amplifying it. So we just have a microphone amplifier. We can kind of, you know, set it how we need, and then there's just after that, you know, you don't really need much. You could. It's up to flavor. I mean. We can hit some EQs. So these just flavor the microphone. Is that how you yeah, would do it? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's exactly. It's like. So if we don't use those, like, the mic's just going to not sound good? Like, no, it can still sound good because sometimes you you want, like, bland. Like. Yeah, okay. You know, like a horn part or, like, a backup, backup, like a third harmony vocal. You know, maybe it doesn't need to be, like, all the way in the front real big. And mm, that's interesting. So, you know, you just yeah. want to barely, you still want it to be high fidelity and high quality. Yeah. But maybe you don't want so much pizzazz on it. So, yeah, you just... So are these one. like... Uh, when they add gain to and, uh, you know... Yeah, you Meaning... Can, uh, okay, explain gain. People uh, are so... People... I've read into this myself. You know, of course, I know what gain is. But, like, people were really confused on that. Between volume and gain. And, and they still... They might think they know and they're still confused on what gain really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, I think... Or gain staging. Gain is... I don't know, maybe how much you're amplifying the wavelength per an interval. 
which this is way over anybody's head. But anyway, no, hey, there will be people that are watching. All right, that I hear you here. So yeah, so like, really appreciate the, that. The preamp is like the wave is like little, and you can amplify that wave in intervals with the preamp. In the gain stage, you can gain it to the point where it's like too unusable. It sounds like crap to store. It sounds like it's coming through a phone. Yeah. You know, so you got to know how to properly gain stuff. To make things loud, I think people do confuse that because you think, oh, it sounds loud. It sounds good. Like, so like you don't want to drive the gain too hard. Um, there are instances, but you just want to crank the volume at that point. So like you could gain low and then just pump the volume like crazy, like to make it louder so that you're not like amplifying the wave so much that it's naturally just big and exploding and sounds like ass so currently what we're running we're like on the sure sm7b's yep um which one are we plugged into we're hitting we're each going through a warm audio 273 channel um that's really cool man because yeah um if y'all been watching like the journey thing i just dropped that's on a warm audio WA87R2. So yeah, the mic is awesome. Here, let me put. He has preamps that are the same brand, and that brand's just great. They they make, you know, Neumann level damn near. I'll say that. You know what I'm saying? And and at a fraction of the cost. So, like, we took it apart and noticed yeah. there was like Neumann. Uh, what what do you say was in there? It's it a, actual like real transformers and stuff. So. That's surprising because that microphone's 600. One second. The other one, it would be. Branded after is you know thirty five hundred. So, sure, I didn't see the red light. There's a huge difference there. Yeah, but the quality because that saves you money. So you got to ask yourself, do I want to go spend all that money? And yes, I'm at the best. But what can I do with the offset of the cost into marketing or or another piece of equipment? Say a preamp. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to ask yourself sometimes for the budget person at home. You know, that's going to be the majority of people anyways. I think you learn, you use with you use what you have like at hand. Like you you don't have to have the best, you know, name brand. Name brand. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're wearing a J, it doesn't mean it's going to make you dunk and like, oh, shit. you know, you, may, Bro, look, hey, you may look good walking down the yeah. street, but it's the same thing with the gear in the studio, man. Like, so I think what Warm Audio has done is it's given somebody the opportunity to have like the quality for the budget and yeah. i mean i'm proud to say i made a couple albums with with them and i was just like i'm blown away like i still listen to the albums and like they hit hard really clean you know i don't know that i would switch to like we have some other name name brand so i think you use what you got like if you got a good voice you can sing through the phone it's probably going to sound good like cool so we got the sure we're plugged into the warm audio yep um, from there, where do we go from there? Um, We're going to a couple distressors, just compressors, just leveling, like, ah, you know, like if we scream. And then it just. What goes, it keeps, it keeps it from raising volume or like keeps it leveled? Yeah, but they're like set solo. I mean, it's like for something drastic. Um, yeah. It kind of like makes it like round. <laughs> if, I, if I take my shirt off and just start screaming, yeah! like from the pre workout, I just. So we got a couple distressors that are just kind of leveling it. Uh, if we have like any loud spikes and into the Pro Tools rig, that's the chain. Oh, Pro Tools. Okay. I hope you didn't just make a lot of people mad because, you know, there's a lot of different uh, softwares out there. There's huge debate. That's what I said. Use what you have. So Logic, GarageBand, oh, okay, uh, okay. Audition, Reaper, Cubase, Cakewalk, whatever you got. Like, 
It's all good. Why do you use Pro Tools as a um just why is it special to you? Industry standard, like working with other I guess uh they were clients, but working with other people, it's just how we interface the same file systems and at a certain point when we started the studio ten years ago, like to be a professional studio, you know, you had to have like Pro Tools and so we just have adapted to that and we've stayed that course. I mean, now they have like Universal Audio Apollos. I mean, we, we use Logic all the time. Like whatever the client brings in or whoever we're recording, a lot of pre-sessions are done in GarageBand even. So we'll bring them in. and Really? Them. Yeah. GarageBand. Demos and stuff. Like, oh, okay. I've that's, heard some good ones. <laughs> that's surprising. So they can I, bring I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think that actually. Yeah, they can bring their session in and they're like, we'll open it up and I can see it and we can kind of fine tune it so we can get the song like... You know, and check, and then ready to go. And if we're using studio musicians, it allows us to like map the song and get everything yeah. laid out. Is there a favorite style of music you'd like to record here in the studio? And and let me go further. Is it because you're in this new spot versus your other spot? Has your genre changed as a producer? Like I'm always been about making real music, and if it was like a alley or a lane that. You know, when they came and they were like, hey, we need you to record the symphony. Like, and I had never recorded a symphony before. I'll just keep it real with you and be like, hey, I've never done this before, but I'm competent. I know what we're going to do. We're going to go out there. And we've, you know, we've been able to get good stuff. So in that situation, I don't know what it is. The studio is so new right now. Like, I haven't had a lot of, we're still building it. And I've only had a few sessions in here at this point. Like, you're actually kind of getting like a sneak peek. There hasn't oh, been a lot of people. Hold up for the podcast. Yeah, I mean, for real. I'm serious. Give me some. Give me some action. Yeah, it's like we're not like really open. <laughs> Hold up, I feel really special right now. That's that's really cool. No, that's what like I thought. That's why we could do this. I mean, for real, Aaron. We've worked together on different levels. Him as an actor, and we've talked as as a musician, but never worked together. We're and you do your to. own thing. Yeah, exactly. Like so, we're definitely we're going to, but. I well, think you were favorite... fucking, bro, you were like Spielberg, bro, making movies. <laughs> no, just grinding. It wasn't, I want to make movies. The goal is. We got a movie. The goal is to make We got movies. a movie. We got a movie lined up. Yeah, I used to have like a really close friend and like we always had these dreams. And like we were building like both of these like stories in our life. And like we just like dreamed about these short films and these movies always. So. The move is always to make albums and to, just to make like uh, con content creation of like what I what I love. Yeah, but you got to do what you got to do to pay the bills in the beginning. So we're just we're doing it all right now, like commercials, uh, albums, voiceovers. I mean, uh, music videos. We've just been whatever we can do. We've been excited to do it. Dude, that's badass. Yeah. So going from there, we worked together. We did a couple of those ourselves. Uh, yeah. They were super creative. Uh, they blew my mind, actually. And Everybody in a, in a number of ways, it was because, you know, Chris brings together the collective, and meaning you got Hustle Hustle. Shout out Tyler Sloan, right? Y'all have worked together. Yeah, yeah. We, we, worked, we used to work together. Like, uh, with Brittany, you know, for developing own makeup lines and stuff. Like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like bringing people together. Then you, you ask me. I show up. There's a whole set. I meet Robert. I meet everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Jabbar, everybody, dude. And it's just crazy. <laughs> like it's a whole set. You know, then they paint me gold. 
it's legitimately like, it's so crazy Stone the concept came up with all that the concept of the collective but to be able to direct everybody you were so seamless and it made me as an actor that day uh feel like i was taken care of and it just everything was dude how good was it just all day right it was I mean, just it was just naturally i think everybody was like pumped up we were getting really good shots for any project like and as a as a musician yourself like it usually is like it's never just like a one person thing it's like so many people involved so it's really cool like Brittany Stone comes and she's like hey I want to find somebody and I have this whole imagery based thing where I want to body paint and she's like a weirdly skilled over you know she should be in like Hollywood and like working major sets so to have her creative vision then we just get to like find people like you guys, like who, you know, you, you were perfect for the part. Like we had never talked about acting. It just, I, I hit you up and you were like, yeah, let's do it. Like, and I mean, it's like so professional and it's just, it makes everybody like when we're getting the shots, like remember we were looking at the big screen and like everybody's pumped up. It was Dude, it really like, felt like a movie. Like it was like, man, blows my mind. The day's over and you're like, oh, I don't want it to end. You're so tired. Yeah. And you're like, man, I'm ready for it to end. Yeah. But I had a few shoots like that. Like Cole Schwartz, like now he's with lyrical lemonade. Oh, dude, dude. love that dude, bro. Big so shout mad out. Cole. Respect to him. Yeah. So now he's up in Chicago, just killing the game, you know, always, um, always you know, up to I, him. dude, you see Wiz Khalifa or somebody on his page. You never know who, but working with him, you know, I got, really my first taste of what it's like to jump into uh doing music videos but making it like more of a movie thinking beyond you know um and then you know real life street stars you know i got to work with them a little bit jonathan uh, maduagwu man that was that was lit we just rolled around the city wrote these notes kept coming up with con concepts on the on the spot you know i think having those experiences you know that's what makes you seasoned that's what gives you like inner, the, the wisdom because each time for me, it's like, I wish I had this master plan to tell you, but like, these are just dreams, you know? So I'm trying to bring all the people together that can make these. It's like, is this too far out there? Like, this is going to be failure or is this going to work? Like, so when we bring people and we get the equation right, it's like Adam Sandler movies. Like, I just want to keep bringing so the funny, same right? people. Like, we just start getting in texting frenzies. Like, like we won't hear from each other and then texting frenzies of boom 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 hey, boom all these ideas need, yeah and then all of a sudden we got this idea and concept and the whole team's behind it and we're like hey we what's cool i mean what i like working with you is like you're always like like you're pushing the envelope like always trying to do like really high and says stuff. the guy <laughs> no like you <laughs> need to say more say less <laughs> you are like even from even looking today like i i knew that you did gaming just from social media but Looking how in depth it is, like I mean, that's like next level. How you do your stream and he like edits and like shows multiple views and stuff. I mean, it just kind of opened my mind up to like, what, yeah. what am I missing out? I need to get man. Do we hey. need a Twitch editing department in here? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's what? the future. I mean, video games are are awesome, bro. I mean, because we're at a day and age where it's not only kids playing; it's a whole generation of people like me that are 27, 28, 30, even 40 that grew up with video games as well. I mean, we're yeah, like we're in the late future. 80s, early 90s people that yeah, played the first Nintendos and stuff like that have always played video games like That's why video games are huge. That's why it's games. as big as, you know, UFC and stuff because everyone's now into it. 
and like I know that I know that that's a thing, but like I was doing like this kind of stuff. So I mean, I guess I was kind of like this was my video game, like Pro yeah. Tools. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a video game, right? Like you have all these like different. Man, I'll say something. And... Making a song is possibly the hardest thing ever. See, I think when it's forced, it's the hardest thing ever, and that's why like if a song is good, like. You're like, man, they made a viral video and it's like off a phone. Yeah. The guy, you know, skateboarding camera down. and a huge team with a huge production. It could have failed. Like a selfie camera, just like. Yeah, drinking. dude. And that made him like, <laughs> I mean, that did it. Like songs yeah. are the same way. Like at some point. At least it's positive. If though, the you know? song is there, like you just have to let it go sometimes. It's like, well, we, yeah. could, we should put this part in there. We should do that. Or it should change. Like sometimes the most simple approach is like. The, the most appropriate approach like with music and that makes it easy you just have to be able to let go i'm not about making a lot like of a quantity of songs like over making a good song but but i have to still stand by my point saying like making a song is the hardest thing ever this is why because you're talking today yeah i mean you can make a song right now and it'd be easy but like 20 years ago <laughs> you know what i'm saying like when you first started music i had like two tape decks Imagine the first day you started mute. Like the first day I started, bro, it was pretty rough. I remember. So like that compared to well, video games is the same, but I think video games you can just it's so much easier to get good at it. For I, real. Music is something else. It does take It's like comedy. You, you know what I'm saying? It's something that might take you I 20 have, years. I have a lot more respect for video gamers. Like, just because of, like, how, you know, it's it's no different than me and what I'm passionate about. And, like, so me spending a lot of time here, even though this is, like, work, you know, how is that any different than somebody spending that much time on video games and me being, like, uh, they're wasting their time playing video games? True. So, I mean, True. if... Hey, I'm a streamer, so, you know, yeah, I'm coming the, from that I, place. crazy, like... Some of know. these ideas, though, it's, like... You know, it could be both, you know, you can have both scenarios at the same time. But I've noticed for myself, because I, I am in both industries, yeah. is like... And you like work out and stuff too, which is like a whole nother... I mean, it's... I don't know the video game world, but like... Are there but some music, like ripped... Music takes more of like you're by yourself. Video games, all my friends are on. We're all competitive together, whereas musically... There's less people that are willing to really spend the hours, you it's, know, in the studio. It's different for me. Like, I mean, I used yeah. to, I have the time of like writing my songs and stuff, but. So it's truly in your DNA. Yeah. One thousand like, percent. Yeah. Like for sure. But like, also like I'm making other people's visions. So like, you know, it's not so intimate to me. Yeah. Like, cause I'm like, it's like, Hey, at the end of the day, we recorded all these parts that, uh, the artist and like me as a producer, we think need to be on here. And we go to the cutting board and it's like we start, you know, seeing what we can get to make work. But it it was a lot more personal for me, like writing songs, like when I used to like ride my bedroom and stuff and like record just crappy recordings and uh, cakewalk. Yeah. And I mean, see, the crazy thing is like talking about it being in your DNA, you know, does that go back to thousands of years of every person that had to live and through their experience to, you know, to where you're um, born, you know, all those individual people with all their individual actions that all led up, like if anything was different, 
in thousands of years, you know, I couldn't exist, you couldn't exist, you know. And oh, we would have evolved differently, basically. And if if it's so cool to me though, how somebody is born and like for you, it's just, dude, you did music. Is that because somebody down the line was, you know, you know what I'm saying? Has it? I wonder, like, what it was like through the lineage, you know, of each individual person. I know, like, two generations back, and I don't know anything prior. See, to that's that. the thing. That's so, who nobody knows. So we don't even like we're it's amnesia in a way like we don't even know our own history, our individual history. Yeah. I mean, I know my dad and my grandfather, the same thing, like heavily influenced music in different aspects and ways, which influenced me. Uh, really, my, my dad, like tenfold. And uh, my mom used to jam 106.1 every morning when I was like in fourth grade. So that kind of like <laughs> that totally I was like listening to pop music as a kid. Yeah. And with my dad, I was listening to like rock music, but he had like the gear that got me recording and stuff. So that's, that's, you know, prior, it had to be some, somebody influenced my grandfather and somebody yeah. influenced that influence. But that so. action of him was very influential. Oh yeah. If not the most, would you say that was the most influential moment at this point to get the best, the backing of that support group? Yeah. yeah. And like my parents wanted me to like, go outside and play and like there was a, a time in my life where they gave me like a mic like the mixer and the recording stuff and then i would like not barricade myself in my room but i would spend that lonely time like you were talking about earlier yeah. like yeah. that intimate just me in this room like that's would, when I, the that's, door would be shut like I, almost like nothing existed past. and that's day. when who we really are comes out and like they let me have that time yeah. like and so they nurtured that and they let me play really loud guitar and jam mixes really loud that were horrible. So definitely my my. Dad. That's the best support because I know what that's like. I mean, yeah. When you're Thanks. when you're trash, you're trash. You know, like oh, if man. on guitar, if you're not good, like, it, you know what I'm saying. It's just not good. Chords, like you, you you know the parents, you know they can be supportive. You know, like oh you're doing good. You know, you're doing good, Johnny or whatever. But like, no, no offense to Johnny's of the world, I love you, but like. Um, I remember them notes, man, I, or me learning piano. I mean, they're off, off key. Now imagine as a vocalist and I'm in there just, oh my God, it was a nightmare. It seems like it'd be really hard to let, like, I know I'm not a vocalist, so like I can't do this, but how to just let your guard down and like let it, to just go for it. Like sometimes for it. when you know, like, man, this is not like, or maybe if you didn't have, like what point in your life, because I remember seeing maybe... Maybe Facebook videos or YouTube videos of you, you were young and like it came across my social. I mean, this would have been like over a decade ago, probably. And you were playing like acoustic guitar and like covering, man, you were covering like Usher or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, um, and it was like people like you got like a lot of views. I remember like, yeah, especially for like us being from a small town. It was like, and everyone was like, you need to check this guy out. Like. So, like, for you, was that, were you, like, 14 or something, like, when you, like, had the company? Dude, yeah, I was, it was a long time ago. Um, That's crazy. Like, before that, 2011, I was in 11th grade. So, that's my first, I had, but I had, like. 11th grade? Dude, there's so many videos I've deleted, you know. Why'd you delete them? Because they were trash. <laughs> Those old videos, I hate them. Like, I'm terrible, obviously. You know, like I said, some people bloom because they had that support group. Some people have real life. You know, and like me, but at the same time, I pre preserved, uh, I think, my skills in a way, because when they get a younger artist, they just push them to the limit too young, and it can really damage things 
vocally. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. So coming from that, you know, I'm grateful. Like when you were going from yourself, like being like you took the long time in your bedroom or having that one-on-one musician time to when you knew you could like go out and like perform and like you had the confidence to like put yourself out there for everybody else to, to, to like hear you sing, to like basically like say, yo, that guy sucks. Like potentially. Dude, I can't even describe really what that was. It's weird. I was young and I actually was from the beginning. Then you just were, you were just open from the beginning. Then I remember being at the computer in like 2005 and I'm listening to, man, it was some old school, like, punk stuff. Like, card. Uh, My Chemical Romance stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I was jamming in fifth grade, bro. That's what I was jamming, like, in that era. Like, So I remember sitting there, and it was almost um, a transcendent moment of my life where I saw myself on stage, dude, as a fifth grader. My imagination taking over. Still young enough to have that imagination. Just like close your eyes. The thing that we all forgot, you know, with the overload of schoolwork and just jobs and responsibility. I didn't have that. And I remember just, man, jamming that music and seeing myself on stage playing guitar. See, I thought I was going to be an electric lead guitarist. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to shred. And it's funny what happened was... I never sang. This is crazy. And then I, my best friend, Jacob Kroll, moved to town. Next thing, uh, it was like seventh grade, dude. And then uh, we're at Ector Baptist, the church. And they're like, oh, we need a singer. Give me a rundown we need on a, The youth group was like, I, I, I went to church because my dad was a pastor. So but I was How many people church. go to Ector? It's like a small town, right? This is what's crazy, bro. We created a whole vibe, dude. We were having concerts. <laughs> like, think about, like, I was in there and my whole classmate, I had multiple classmates. Like, Jacob was playing Eruption and stuff. He taught me guitar. They were like, you guys should go to American Idol. Perry, Perry Crouch, dude. Singing, acoustic, So you guys bass, had, so Brandon you, Witty bass. Dude, we were shredding. Or you guys do, like, shows and stuff? We could have been a Christian rock band. We could have done it. We could have done it. And then I moved to drums for four years with them. And we were playing Guitar, like the Denison First drums, Baptist here. The pit? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I played drums there, bro. Crazy. With Kenyon Reed and uh, Brandon Whitty. And I was a worship leader for like eight years. So that's, this is where it goes. I was into God just Mind one blown. thousand percent. Like as in junior high and everything. And I was just boom, on fire. Like, let's go. Let's share the gospel. Now I'm in church and Trevor Bush is the... Uh, youth pastor and he's like oh well we need music you know he's trying to switch things up and it was awesome it was really innovative for that church because that church was only hymns and like what time was no this? kids were going that and the church was kind of in dire need for something and they hired trevor and trevor was like we need a nice band he was like bonham has it sherman has it it's time to get a band together and then they make a deal kind of with the school because it's on the same grounds and the cafeteria was used as the youth group stage forever but and you know I, I don't know what it's like nowadays but that's how it started i've been church we need musicians well i go to that meeting because i'm like music and i'm thinking about me on electric guitar well then i met jacob and he's playing you know thunderstruck you know what i'm saying he's like like on guitar i'm like okay i'm gonna give that up you're like give me a double bass he already had guitar a bunch of guitars his family was that support group in his life so 
we're at this meeting and I'm like, well, we're both here. We, we, we love God. We're like, you know, totally into music. What's up? So we start hanging out every day. And, uh, it came down to, there was everybody, but singers. And I was like, I didn't know how to play any instruments. I just wanted to be a guitarist, but I didn't own one. And I was like, Hmm. And I was like, I can sing. And they were all like, nah, I swear to God. They were like, ah, so they, this is the day. And they picked the girls. Oh. Dude, for real, bro. And I was like, ah. So you, it could have been then, but. I started thinking about it. Jake's like, hey, hang out with me. We're hanging out. He said, bro, I'm playing guitar. He said, do you want me to teach you guitar and you want to you sing, bro? I'm like, yeah. Please. For real, bro. So it's like Mr. Now, Miyagi. Me and him secretly. Yes, dude. He was that person in my life. It was so cool, dude. So badass. And he had like a Paul Reed. Uh, he had a. That's right. He had a Gibson. Like a Paul Reed Smith? He had a Paul Reed Smith, but it wasn't a Gibson. I mean, uh, it's, it, he had a Paul Reed Smith cutout. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm butchering this. Like he had an Epiphone. He had like a 12-string. He had an Epiphone Les Paul. That's what I'm trying to say. He had all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is years ago. I'm I'm trying to remember. So you're like starstruck and you're getting a Yeah, jam. he had a Fender acoustic and a really nice uh, like oak finish, you know, Epiphone or whatever. So we were just jamming and stuff. And next thing I know, he taught me, um, we started just with strum patterns because that's probably the hardest part. And then going to the chords, just teaching me basic chords. And he taught me a poison song. How long did this take? Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And my dad said, if you can do a song, I'll buy you a guitar. I'll buy you a guitar. Really? And I did Every Rose. <laughs> I swear to God. And then, uh, we went back to the meeting, dude. And next thing you know, I'm singing, bro. And they're like, so oh. So that's when it was. And they're like, oh, oh, yeah. So, and then it was just worship. And dude, we had to, dude, we had to set up all the gear, take it, tear down, down like three times a week. Worth it. For years. It was your life. You loved it. Like you would, that's, so that was it for you. I had so much practice, dude, with full band. And that's why nowadays, my strong suit would be to, I can organize a band and everything. Like MD, like musical director kind of like vibe? Yeah, not on that level. Like not as classically. I did, you know, I did one year as a vocal music major. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, I didn't follow through because I did believe there was a switch off where it was kind of hurting my style because of where I went. I wasn't going to the right place. I fully believe, you know, but they, what they did teach me, I loved it. But the way they were forcing me to really switch all my commercial, as you know, singing, they wanted all that out. They wanted all of my soul out. You know what I'm saying? And if you train like that every day, you will sing that way. And it was affecting when I was trying to go back. And at that time, I was doing, you know, Justin Bieber, whatever. That, that song you're talking about. That's, you know. No, I saw you before then. You were like a kid, man. Yeah. It had to be on YouTube. Yeah, you know, but you delete old stuff, you get new he, stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it was like... There'll be a time where I'll keep... It was know, like Rodney Parnell or somebody's like, hey, you need to check out this guy I know. He's like really good. And like we were like hanging out one day and he like showed me, I'm pretty sure. And I didn't know at the time. I didn't even know like years later that it was you because like you looked so different. I think you had like long hair or shaggy hair or something. Yeah, dude, I was a little punk. See, bro. I remember <laughs> like... 
Because like, we used to at it's the like same a faint time, memory, but we started getting into rock and roll and stuff when we got a little older. So I was like a worship leader, and then we'd go to rock star bar and smoky bar at sixteen, and we're jamming rock and roll, dude. Me in London and Bodie, and dude, it was so hilarious. It's like a movie. We need a Netflix series, dude. Hilarious. Uh, Nathan Ray. Oh my god, we thought we were definitely gonna make it to Warp Tour. That was the goal. It was always the goal to go to Warp Tour. I know that. But, was... I mean, you were in a band, so. I mean, what was your goal? Was it the Warp Tour route as well? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think 2007, Chris, you could have asked him what his goals were. He would have said, I want to be on Warp A millionaire. <laughs> I want to be a millionaire. On... Oh, is this a <laughs> So fucking bad. I want to be on Warp Tour. <laughs> I he says no millionaire no billionaire i want to be on warp i'd tour. like to be on warp tour i want to be i want to play like the late show that was a thing or like saturday night live still a goal dude that would for be. whatever reason to me yeah. like it's like ultimate and then it was like i want to play the super bowl and i want to like tour internationally like but dude i was watching you with emerald city right or what's the band what's the band when? what band did you want how long i wasn't in emerald city but you were like you were doing sound for oh yeah yeah I was doing the production management this what, yeah yeah for Emerald City for a long time but I mean this was like that's in the band do you know what I'm saying it's like five this was like five to seven years prior to that like we were on Warp Tour like, okay so let's talk about the Warp Tour phase and then I want to get into that next one because oh, dude God. I do want to say the Warp Tour one I love it because we're talking about the shaping of you but the other one dude you it was so impressive the production y'all were doing and everything it was so oh, yeah, cool yeah, yeah. and well, what, where y'all were going and same thing with the videos it's like yeah. it's like a, a a team of everybody who just does they do it all you know Okay so how old are you and how many people are in this fucking rock and roll legendary band Oh man I'm probably 18 19 hell yeah uh are y'all punks no, not like the good well, kids. It wasn't kids. Like the first band I was ever in, we got like signed and we like trek up to Seattle and like cut a record. We follow, we like crash the Warp Tour after parties and like follow Warp Tour for a summer. And, you know, we come home and then the band disbands. It was like my high school band. And then like I ultimately just like go to another band and then it was like, man, it was like just reality check time. Like it was like with other musicians that were like good and. Landon Myers was in the band. Oh my that god, that was insane, dude! Yeah, and we go on tour and just like, I don't know, I was like nineteen. It was just crazy. I mean, the drummer, right? Yeah, yeah, he was my drummer. I know that's why. Like, I was, yeah. So like, no, we had a we had a great time though. He he was always super respectful. Landon is a legend, bro. He's like the Tommy Lee of like, bro. My, he'd come like back. My, he's like, yo, bro. Ready to practice? Jiu-jitsu doubt, bro. He just came from his... I'm like... Yeah. And I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm all jacked and stuff, and I show up and I go, God damn, okay. You know what I'm saying? But... Uh, I feel like you and Landon would be, like, really good friends. Yeah, it was all good. He was always like, um, dude, I just, hey, I just had, like, a protein shake. Like, you know, I'm yeah, going for a job, bro. Yeah, it's just, bro. dude... Like, me and Landon always... We were the best, best of friends in that group whenever, you know, we were playing some shows and stuff. It's just... Um, you know, bands don't work out sometimes, and then there's just uh, animosity at the end. But never was he ever bad to me. Yeah, like I, was, you know what I'm saying. He was Everything never bad. was all good. Landon was like a good friend. I have some of like some of my best memories, like of that chapter, are you know with Landon. 
Yeah. And dude. a guy named Aaron and Grant and Sean. And like, it was just hell. Yeah. You know, I, I was a punk. shout out to everybody, dude. dude for the real. Fucking, from the start, bro, man. Like, yeah, it was just, I was like a punk kid and I was like angry and just, I had never really drank and partied before. And I had just like started, I didn't really like do any drugs or anything at this point in my life at 19 still, but I, I would like start drinking heavily and totally couldn't control it. So I was just, Dude, I was in straight, like, it's party time fucking all the time. So y'all all were party time all the time. A lot. You know, a lot. Hell yeah. Not At really, that age, not, not really Aaron. Thing, like, Aaron was never really party time. And <laughs> Sean and Grant really. See, Aaron's are, we're, we're good people. Time. If you named yeah. Aaron out there, you're you're probably a good guy. Dude, Aaron <laughs> was is probably one of the craziest guitar players I've ever, like, actually seen in person and, like, traveled with. As wow. far as like a master shredder, like Adam Palma is the other one, but it's like two flavors. It's like vanilla yeah. and chocolate. Like, so, I mean, that's cool, dude. But yeah, that's how many shows did y'all play? Man, a lot. Wow. Like a couple hundred, like, I mean, it was just full-time tour out of the gate. Did you ever switch instruments? Like, you know. Well, I switched from, from the band South Shores and touring a lot. Like I switched... I came to like a country band and like started playing B3 organ. I always like traditionally played bass. Oh, wow. Like guitar. In that like time of being a kid of 12 to like 14, I just kind of like didn't master anything, but like picked up every instrument and like tried to at least craft it to a metronome so I could like track stuff. Like so what helped to, you more in in directing, you know, your your entire production when you have a full band? Would it be performing in the band or would it be just overlooking a no i think it's overlooking a live session i think it's overlooking like at this point like like that's where i'm in a heavy hit like that's i want to like play and stuff but yeah it's just more enjoyable to sit back and like be able to connect with somebody like on a different level of just like talking and like looking sometimes these people have poured like a lot of themselves into these songs so like you try to like listen and you try to feel like where they were when they made that music yeah and like that's like a it's like a high like you know it's like way better Dude, than sure, yeah. bass in there like oh, yeah. and when you get it right even if the song doesn't you know nobody gives a shit but like if you and the artist connect and like we get out of here and it's like mm -hmm. and you, you just play it like 30 times when you drive like all the you know you just Dude, do, i know what you mean it's just like continuously there's nothing and, like that and like you get like there's sometimes like I'll what is songs, that though bro it's gotta be like a, we gotta make a what name. is that is that all in our head when you, cause I, we hear bro, that different. feeling is weird, bro. It's like super deep. When you make a song and you love that song and you listen to it back and it like and hits. it really hits. Yeah, exactly. Bro, it hits your soul. Like, I've teared up spirit. before. Like, been, oh, no, dude. I've more than teared yeah, up. Yeah, I've oh, been yeah. driving. Like, I remember one time I'm coming off I'll be going, one. Yes, dude. dude. Yeah. I had I'll that be moment. Jumping. It's been like a couple months, but like, it's been about like six to eight months before. And, having this like feeling about like a certain project and and then i just am working on other things and i'm really excited about them but like i was driving the other day and i'm getting off 121 on a 75 in mckinney and like the song just hits off a playlist like i'm like mm, i kind of like turn it up and like and i mean i'm like driving i just get like goosebumps and it's like dude man it's a song like it's, it's a good song like that's what it's about and it's like man nobody here you know nobody may hear it but 
it makes you feel like it's your ancestors can hear that song too and they're going yeah that's what it feels like to me i'm like man if somebody could just hear this song it, it feels was, like your ancestors whole, are up there jamming it good, with you because like, you know only the ghosts are with you at that point most of the time because you know if you're hits, in the mixing you know what i'm talking about though when it hits like you're just like dang this is yeah i know this sounds like the pipe dream it's like painting for gold and you get like a big nugget or you don't and get you just want the you just wish people could feel what you were feeling when you're listening to it to that song you or know you hope they do and then you get like yeah. no feed like you know you just wait and it's still like yeah it's like Damn. it's hit or miss it's like you know and it, usually it's the happened? unexpected ones are the ones that people love so <clears throat> that shows the complexity of the human you know not the human condition but you know just the human mindset i'm waiting on that i don't want like a be a one-hit wonder but yeah I, it would be a lie to say like you don't want to have like that respect like so that like you get that vibration on such a mm. massive level yeah that it could it lasts like a lifetime so, i but, think for your own personal health though which you know in your life that's the most important thing to feel that yourself down you, you already, already got a dose of something you that's know, big a dose of happiness like that's that's more because that that's so much more satisfying just that's, that's why that we keep moment. doing it like the, having those moments it like, might be better than the fame because <laughs> i never you know realized what I'm it until right now because if like, the stress outweighs that feeling you can never have that moment because of the stress and you chase those moments and like even if you it's you it's like okay cool mm. like you have the people that you show and you're like yeah you know like it's it's never been for justification for other people other than like the artists that i work with like i want them to like walk out of here and be like dude this is sick i want them to like almost leak it that night even though i say don't do that like you know, I, it's mm -hmm. like I wanted to be so pumped because I was that kid. Like, I remember exactly. I never thought about it, like as musicians, as artists, as creatives, even maybe outside of creatives. Like, we all have like that, those moments. Like, and that's what it's. I guess that really is the fuel. That's what it's all about. Because yeah, I mean, dude. I haven't had no huge the fuel hit. for like I mean for your physical well being or for the no more for more mentally like emotionally mm. like because physically. I don't know. A lot of us are a lot stronger physically than we are. But beyond that, say, okay, the mental, the happiness, but your spirit, like, you think there's more. Do you think there's more with music is what I'm saying? <laughs> well, it comes down to, again, vibration and what music is, and most yeah. definitely. Like, scientifically, there's, the of course, there's, like, more to it. Like, it goes to, you know, it's a language that's lasted before time, almost. I feel like before, like, if somebody was... You know, there was an invading army. If you just went out there and started singing, it might work. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but, like, it, the crazy thing to Commercial. me. Commercial. Yeah, yeah. The crazy thing is I sit back and I look at just how weird is it that there is sound. Not only that, that there's ears to hear the sound. Not only that, humans have got to this point where they can make these incredibly complex harmonic medleys and just oh man yeah and you know you can enjoy that like with those same ears it's like how lucky are we you listen to, it's so weird you, though you listen to thing like i would try to like find the earliest recording that you could find it's probably got to be i'm not even going to speculate late the 18. artist earliest recording I, I saw it the other day on that podcast you, you like listen to it you yeah. know and if it makes you feel a certain way like and then you listen to a, a modern day, like you said, like Wiz. Have you ever heard the earliest recording? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. At this we'll point. play it right now. 
it's really trippy. <laughs> and we're back. So that's the earliest recording. If that didn't make you feel a certain way, it really kind of. I think the first, like the first one that comes on, kind of is a little haunting. And then you think about the history of it and how that voice is eternal, bro. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but the distortion how? of it, how is it? I guess the the way that is is because it's so old. Exactly, like it's got to be. It couldn't capture. You, you can only capture it a certain resolution at some point. How did it? they figure that out? It's amazing how like they press. If I if that was sorry, there's no there's no recording, y'all. I think it's hard. I failed. <laughs> you know how did that guy? What? Think about how hard it would be to put strings on a piece of wood and make it make a music a musical yeah. song, and then you're like, oh by the way, now we got to figure out how to <laughs> capture this and like make it last forever. Ye old tools. Yeah. <laughs> what would he call it? <laughs> He's like, uh, and we're the going village, there. Village standard. <laughs> village standard recording software, bro. They were really killing it in the day. Okay, they were recording to straight wooden. <laughs> That's just incredible, trunks. though. So you're talking 1800s. Dudes figured out how to capture eternally, and here we are talking about it, like using the same what was created then. That's incredible. And just a very streamlined form that's and through, high fidelity. Through waves, through the air, those same vibrations that some of them, if they're certain frequencies, we perceive them as sound. And you know what I'm saying? All these different Emotion. waves all around us, bro. Yeah, it's crazy that like a note and songs like make you feel a certain way. That's why I feel like sometimes a super advanced civilization might be at a point where they're so evolved um, what people would call Zen, but like an incredibly high state. Millions of years of Zen training through lineage of just generations of Zen well, training. How, how we started the podcast. Like, like just, just a very advanced civilization. This is only why, because statistically, humans are pretty crappy right now. Mm. Um, but as a whole, man, our organizations are really crappy, really crappy because of the systems and a few bad eggs get in and they can get some things in and those things aren't easy to get rid of and they just compound and we know what it is, you know? And like, that's the trippiest thing though, is that humans individually, like we're good people, you know? And if you look back through time, this is one of the safest times ever. So if you go another million years, statistically, if we can stay alive, Oh yeah, like we I'd, would be those super evolved. A million years? Just I just I love to say evolved, evolved, bro. Just like yeah, I can't imagine curing it, so. frustrations and angers and stuff. I think they can. Now I'm only bringing this up because I've been thinking a lot about Wi-Fi and all these things, and it's like okay, I can text you through my phone. Now imagine they don't need the phone because they're at a level. I don't know. I might, you know what I'm saying? But it's like in a million years, you can evolve. To, a million years is insane. Think about how man has evolved in 2,000 years, and now multiply that by five. Well, if you want your mind blown, you got to watch Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, and you got to watch Unacknowledged. And then following that, follow Jeremy Corbell, follow everything Bob Lazar, go down the Joe Rogan rabbit hole, look all this stuff up. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Brian Greene, uh, ah. you know, all these scientists, astrophysicists, particle physicists, all these people, look all of them up, <clears throat> okay, as well as the stuff released about the aliens and stuff, and you make your conclusion, because I have studied all that stuff. Seven. I listen to podcasts nonstop every day. 
I haven't really studied that stuff. And Earth Ancients, and you know, you got to go to Gaia, but you also got to go to the History Channel. You got to. I've looked at all of it. See, yeah, that's what I, when I when I make con- draw like drastic conclusions about things, like I just want to like you know, be informed. So like I haven't gone down the rabbit holes yet. Graham Hancock. I'm throwing all these gems out there, dude. Um, um, Randall Randall Carlson. The great uh, all these people. You got to go down those rabbit holes. Look up all this history because when you look up the history, you're gonna know that when we see these things, because it's really affecting us now. We're seeing all these things, and it's it's kind of a major deal. That's the only reason I keep talking about it. Is like, you know, well, is the government. Capable of doing this crazy stuff. It's not just you talking about it, though. That's the that, thing. yeah. That's it's like, but the, at this point, a lot of people are talking about it. So like, you know, I get that people can say that there's like these left wing conspiracy theorists and all this stuff like that. How does a group get so big? How does so many people get it wrong? And it's to the point where now I think people are starting to realize. Yeah, man. Like our parents generationally raised us this this way to think this way, and mm-hmm. not that they were wrong. Like, but. There was Man, a lot every, of everything could be. We're talking about one major key factor, fact being wrong in the big scheme of things and how much it can change things. Now, key in multiple facts being wrong that we've been taught our whole life. Like it would make the whole everything off. The whole paradigm, exactly of our existence, <laughs> of our known existence. Yeah, this place. Not that make, it changes. Be here right now, but the, there'd be no power here. Right the beautiful now. thing is, though, the truth is still there. It's just we didn't know. So we're the ignorant ones. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's... The truth is still the truth. You're starting to scare me. <laughs> I want to scare people to a point of awareness that we can look in past it. Because we can get caught up. We can do our thing. We can make this song. We can, you know, we can do this podcast. We can go play the Twitch games. We can go play the board games. We can interact. We can go be social and drink. And I'm looking nice. To, I'm looking forward to the game night. So. Oh, dude. Epic. Epic. And I have really good ideas about that. But when you look, go through life, it's like the awareness that there is something we can do to get to a next level. And I think I think they're interested in our music. I think music's one of those things. It's the vibration, though. It's like, one of the better things we've ever done. If you break it down, like, it would technically make sense, like, because it's of the of wave. I mean... Maybe there's we don't know it as what music is, but it's a it's a form of communication. Obviously, we say it's the international language or whatever. But let's remove ourselves from this planet and say like, you know, we don't have the the vibrations just right yet. But if we did, we could communicate. Yeah, and that's just again, there's like multiple scientific facts that back these kind of things up. Then so like, it I'm, turns I'm, out I'm mediums open. aren't that crazy, or something. Like, I'm just saying, I could be totally off the mark. I don't no, believe that. I I think you have to be able to open your mind up to a certain point to get to that, to get to the yeah. mediums. And, you know, whatever that takes, like that could be speculatory for some people at this point. But I think if you've gone to uh, to a certain extreme and you've maybe seen light at the end of the tunnel, maybe seen another dimension or like been able to find something then yes, one would argue, like... You personally, though, do you believe that's in someone's head, that the brain's just, you know, just a chemical release, and it's all physical? Or do you believe that it is something? Like you said, a dimension. I believe that God created us, so religiously, I believe from that aspect. Mm. But I don't think that God just created Earth, and I don't think that God just created us. What would you... I think How that, do you view... <laughs> 
Is it cool if we go here? We're here. I mean, cool, cool. How do you view? Let's buckle up. This is all questions at this point. Yeah, yeah. No debate from from me. No, no struggle from me. Please. Let's hear who Chris Romain is. Um, You know, there's something else out there, and I don't think files are gonna like answer it all for us, and all this stuff. It's I don't think that there's one power or entity strong enough to keep this information on a national level. So they've wanted to stay hidden. They would have showed themselves. They, they're, so they're, let's go into. It's out of a safety thing for sure. I mean. Yeah. So it's 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 so funny how it's so easy to go back into you know aliens or UAPs and all this like from any topic we talk about because it's so crazy. Even about Denny's. That the governments are like, oh, by the way, y'all. <laughs> You know, but I have seen where they came out in New York Times and they're like, oh, well, there's no evidence, you know, and I'm like, I just don't believe y'all yet. You know, I just I don't know, because I've People seen these videos want more. They want more. If we had that technology, I think there would already be there's massive a lot of destructive things going on. There's a lot of unexplained things prior to technology advancing where people could like manipulate film so easily. Dude, you're so right. So I think film, I'm more interested in like older films. Where like the average guy. So you're saying it's impossible for that to be us. Uh, nothing's impossible. Because we've seen UFOs for far longer than than yeah, than yeah, we've been so advanced that we. And could I understand even do like that. A, a, you know way back a long time yeah. like if you look at Pangaea and say we have like Native Americans to to the to that land or Native Pangaeans, you know and they see stars and saucers Imagine. and stuff, but you know they're gonna know there's gonna be things that talking generationally how we started passing things down like over a long millions of years like it's just there's writings on the walls dude think there's if you things could trace your lineage back to where your pangea or some you know what i'm saying i mean so I, like literally if you look at a timeline if we're in we are in this timeline all those things from like then had to happen for you to exist. How far back does it go? Like when you do like twenty three of me, like oh. is it like they go back a thousand years? I don't know. Put, yeah, so it's they just don't like know. probably BS anyway. But I mean, if you know science, we go back. You could go back real far to the start. So what about time travel? And that's you're specifically to what's floating around the planet right now is like us a, time traveled to save us from future annihilation not us like but say like that time traveled say that somebody is technically they're time traveling from from um from plane to plane so say that so they're, here, they're interstellar here. vibe that he can go from a string theory kind of well, the, different vibration and jump into a new vibration meaning a no, new universe yeah it would make sense of how they just like we see it. We've already seen different. This, you um, see a flying object and it parallel, just disappears. A parallel to the universe where exactly. things are slightly off. Exactly. And there's infinite parallels to where some we versions are way different. And who knows what's on the other side? Exactly. Good lord, bro. But I mean, like, what okay. if? And they like they're these they're they're still they're on Earth with us. Like, you know, you yeah. hope that they're doing the good things because I feel like Earth would almost be just like the city dump at this point, like as a whole, and like be dried up and used up. I mean, after just the last 20 years, like, I mean, how is the earth just like naturally kicking ass still? I mean, I know for things, real. It's even, I mean, in the that's big, the thing. They would be somewhat, they couldn't just be, there has to be compassion involved, okay? 
Okay, because we go and we study, we got scientists that go study the smallest little creature and they love them. Like, there are... Like, what are we doing? There, exactly. What's the bigger picture? Everybody could be that, though. Are we worker ants for them? But, like, this is a good life for us, but, like, are we, like, creating they, some kind of waste that they that they need? Are, are we... Mm. People would say, oh, like, well, you're soaking up the resources of the planet. They're going to come back and kill you. Like, you got to look at it like this. Been done it's already. diplomatic relations, and they're watching. They're, dude, they understand life is super rare. And they don't want, they know we have nuclear weapons. And since the 40s, there's been way more UFOs, UAPs sighted since the dropping of those bombs. And why Why has it never happened again? The nuclear. They were like, no, bro, I promise. Maybe okay, the, I don't promise, but I, I'm damn near close to maybe it. That's the what nuclear, I believe. Maybe nuclear is so toxic. It's it's like really is the, the kryptonite to, to the planet. There just seems like there's a benefit of Earth to another life being for them to monitor it from afar, to not reveal themselves, but not to hurt anybody. Um, you, you hear these existences of people being now abducted and being probed and like psychologically, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, hey. so that makes this. I've heard some crazy stories, man. I heard about the mutilation. What about crop circles? Now it's like. Again, communication. It's would communication, be and it's their but language. Why, but why would they need to do a crop circle in the first because place? Because it's so big, and the world has seen it. They know what they're doing. But Everybody's I mean, like, seen crop can, circles. If they could travel like that, they're so farly advanced. Like They wouldn't need to imprint a, a, a bat signal in a crop field. Like we, They can tr communicate with the vibrations we were talking about. Like It's just that there's evidence that... Our governments, other governments have shot them down before, and they didn't retaliate. And, like, we have bodies and stuff. Yeah, it's like, well, I'll believe that when I see it, because yeah. there's definitely evidence. There's evidence. There's a lot of stuff. people saying that's what I'll say. But I just, you know, what's the point of keeping it? If there's a lot of top-tier people saying this stuff. So it's kind of weird. It's killing him not to say anything right now. I haven't made it down the rabbit hole yet. It's, I'm just. This is why we. It's cool we can have this, but I'm definitely not like so shut off to it. I just believe if there's another being, it's God's created it, so there's a purpose for it. Do you think they believe in a, or they would still have a religion if they were, say, millions of years, or they could just be thousands of years more advanced, easily, a couple hundred maybe. Who knows? Yeah, exponentially as as technology. Yeah, I mean it could. To not be very fur further, much more advanced. So, I would say the religion aspect. That would be maybe the key. That maybe be the one. That'd be the driving force here. That'd be the center for all this evolution. Or the bigger picture, like something. Yeah, that there is a connection to where both collectively. Damn, this is like that's a, the beneficial. This is part. a kaleidoscope down to the microscopic, and where you see this on a galactic scale, it's like me, you know, me and you linking up, you getting the whole team together and working together, and it's like that's the whole galactic and picture is the same little concept, except we're making movies and they want to make civilizations. I just, it's a time thing, and there's got to be. I look at it like a, maybe it's like a combination log, like they know because they can see from afar like how certain things line up and like if maybe it's like you know ever million years it lines up a certain way and it 
it allows for like the pyramids to be built and it allows for mm-hmm. certain things, you know, that are unexplainable in human civilization. You know, how are they able to do this? And how is there so little evidence of it at this point? There's massive amounts of evidence, but there's not just cut and dry. This is how it was. I mean, you, you, they break it down. And it's like, this is almost humanly impossible at the time without Dude, yeah. machinery. I mean, mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. And like, just how is it so perfectly precise? This is one instance here. There's tons of these. I mean, the Mariana Trench or whatever, like the deepest part of, part of Earth, it's like, I've heard certain theories about it. And like, it, you hear about the Bermuda Triangle and about like people just disappearing. And there's like this unbalanced energy there. So, you know... If it was like a Bigfoot or a Loch Ness Monster thing, it would be just not so many people supporting it, like these extremists. But this is like thousands of years ago. Like I said, again, cave, cave riding on the wall of unexplainable from the sky, obviously, things to not just in America or Canada or North America or South America or Mexico or Africa or Russia, and not just at any generation, or for not just rich people or poor people or just crazy people, but you have scientists, smart people, old mm-hmm. people, people that were completely far left one day. That something Two dudes experienced in the studio. Again, like, definitely am a firm believer that there may be something out there. Or that created by the same God created you. I believe so. Yeah. That's just my belief. I'm not denouncing aliens or whatever. I just, you know, if God created human and earth, he could create anything that he wanted to, and it was with a purpose. And for whatever reason, it hasn't come to fruition yet. Do you think they have music as well? I definitely think there is some kind of international language like yeah. between them. So, yeah. Some same thing. Oh, okay. Just it, could be way different, though. Way more advanced. So, mm. I mean, it just depends. You know, bees dance to communicate. Yeah. Like, they... I don't know. Like, think about them pulling up, bro, and catching just free concerts every night. Think about that. Any far. concert they want, they can just hover and go. You can't see me, and they're watching it. The best of the best. Are they there? Like, I mean, they show up and they go. In the concert, we have like, seen your greatest artist of all time. Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> we love the Beatles. This is all Bring back Lennon. Yeah. Oh man. So so back to music. We talked about your first band, man. Yeah. So when you ran sound and you were traveling all over, I mean, was it all over internationally or was yeah, it yeah, stateside? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it was international. Where all did you go? Uh, a lot of like things like destination, like uh, Cancun, Aruba, <laughs> oh. uh, Tulum. Canada, I mean, dude, nice. You know, just in different places. Oh my gosh! And then destinational, like an intercontinentally or like stateside, would be you know like Orlando. Did San Diego a lot? Uh, Colorado. There's a the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs. A lot of stuff in like um, Fort Lauderdale area, like Miami Beach. Dude, I'm so, so like, jealous. It sounds <laughs> awesome, but it's like it's really. It's it's a really strenuous life because like you're flying at five in the morning, you're catching shuttles at three thirty or four, depending on how far away from the airport that you're flying out of, and then you're getting off the airplane onto a shuttle bus, going to get checked into a hotel so you can go to a sound check, 
to do a show to get back and like maybe at six to, to eight or six to nine, you that's your first free time in 24 hours. That's for you to get ready to for the show. Yeah. That's, that's a grind a right there, dude. So it's like, oh, cool. And, you know, then you do the show and then it's you're done at midnight or one. And, you know, depending on what kind of personality you are, you're that's another couple hours for you to have some free time. So you either indulge or you literally get to bed and you sleep for an hour or two and you do it all yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have any uh, moments on that? Um, you know, was it was it scattered up into multiple tours? It was and... like a continual tour because like Did they don't, you just they don't do, do one runs. tour with them. It's just like it's like a full time gig. I mean, they mm, play yeah. a couple two twenty two thirty shows a year. So, oh wow! Yeah, so wow, it's that's like, a lot of work. So you're just continually, and it's probably sixty percent, somewhat within a three hundred mile radius of home, Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Or you know forty percent travel. And so, did you have a favorite place, favorite show, favorite destination? I really did. Like you doing, get to relax, or was it just too much? It wasn't like a lot of relaxing for me because like I had like a heavy load as far as like a responsibility and you know you have a whole show production on you when you fly into a gig and I have like two cases and I you know I I get to the show site and I'm so what were what were your main responsibilities just to keep all the sound prestige? Well, we like uh, so like in town, yeah, like really just audio, the experience, um, interfacing with the client. Or like the client's production contact, um, my like boss per se, like he would do the contracts and stuff, and then say like, "Hey, I need you to go do a site visit, and make sure that there's plenty of power." And hey, they say yeah. the stage size is going to be kind of off here. Just make sure the band can load in, and you know, make sure that the crew is going to have like a good path, and just all those kind of like logistics. And then the day of the show, it's like. Get there early, make sure there's no hiccups, make sure it's a hundred percent so that when this band kicks off, it's nothing but like the best experience. Cause these clients, like it's usually like weddings and like really high pressure events. I mean, yeah, they're raising like a million dollars for this girl who was hit by a drunk driver. And it's like when the so band plays, these people start yeah. spending money. Like you get these people that don't dance and stuff and they're going crazy. It's Emerald City is the best. Like, so I mean, it's just a different level. I love that there's a cause back to I mean, always that's, a cause. That's, yeah, that's epic. there's always a cause. That's what's kept it going, and that's why they've been around for forty years. I mean, dude, that's that's exceptional. Um, insane. So so did that develop and lead into all of this now, or was that just working with um, Robert and you know? Uh, I met Robert and the guys through through Emerald City Endeavors. Um, me and my partner Tony. Tony had the studio as early as two thousand seven. Oh, okay, Tony. Yeah. Let's talk about Tony. Tony's the man. Tony Garaputo. He's like the owner and the creator, like originally of what Split Window is. And uh throughout oh, wow. throughout my life he's just he's always been there. He's always been a positive force uh to to help me grow, to help us grow. And there's been times when I got on the road and like we'd split past. I mean, and I mean, when I was young and dumb, Tony was just totally gave me an outlet to really grow and like get that confidence we were talking about earlier. And to like, no, like, man, I can throw down, we can do this. Like, so when we read, we, we separated while I, 
I went on the road for years, went on the road for about seven years. And then finally me and Tony were like, yo, we got to, we got to do something. And Tony's like, well, actually like the original studio in Sherman, I'm, I'm thinking about just shutting it down and closing the doors. He's like, unless you want to give it a run. Like, and that was this place? It wasn't this place. It was the original studio where. Oh, where we were going to do the video and then. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the old studio. And it was like, well, let's, let's give it a go. You know, that like, place was pretty sick. Dude. Oh, I love that. Place. I love still, that vibe. That we still really have cool. that place and it's still like, it, it's a whole different vibe exactly than this place. But, um, you know, Tony just always has been like the business and like mm. the brains. Yeah. And it's been even better because like, the first chapter, we'll call it chapter one, chapter two. Um, chapter one, like he like worked full time for like a government entity and like did deals for like top like stuff. This is juicy. <laughs> yeah. And he, Tony. And he, he did My it for dude. 40 years, like defense contracting, like foreign and domestic. And I mean, he was like a straight G, like the best at what, you know. So he worked for the same place for like 40 years because... So is this all classified information? That this was... isn't classified, but I mean, <laughs> there's things... I mean, he won't talk to me about, you know? There's just, yeah. He still has probably like top secret, whatever. So like, there's like, I just respect it and, mm -hmm. you know, but he's like a business genius. I mean, and he's passionate about music. He's like, it's it's his passion genuinely in life, so... He may have taken that path, but, you know, I think he worked, like, for 40 years knowing, like, it would be his dream to be able to do something on this level. Mm -hmm. So he, he he has been a complete, just led the path in the business way. Because, I mean, I'm an old school musician, producer. I mean, I didn't go to college. I don't have a lot of, you know, I've grown as a person. But as far as, like, putting a massive marketing pitch together and going after you know, a city and certain people, like, I, I didn't have the confidence to do that. And he just sat back and set up like a list of, he's like, these are our check marks. You know, if we can hit this and we'll go to this. And it was about a mile long. And it's like, you know, if we can make all these things happen, we'll get this, we're going to get the studio. We're going to, we're going to make the city a place and that it's an outlet for anybody. It's an undeveloped market. Yeah. And like we're gonna we're gonna be that outlet. So I love it, dude. He's insane. Like I so mean, so the vision is to be an outlet for the all creative. Just to manage talent, or not to manage talent. No, like just for people to come in and they pay and they get their get their art done properly. Yeah, or just like come and yeah. sit in and talk with us. Like you know, what's your project? Like you know, are you a young aspiring artist who doesn't have like the means to get the W eighty seven and the focus right and stuff like that. Like, and you need to do your podcast, like, and you need to get it off your chest. Here's an affordable outlet that's of high quality. What kind of pricing could they look at? I, like right now the, for the podcast studio, we're looking at like 50 bucks an hour and we can help you make your intros and your outros. So like it's professional. Would that be like hour, like, like per minute, like you're paying like hour of film Fifty dollars or hour that they're recording, uh, like in the our recording podcast, like they can just come sit in for an hour, maybe record two episodes or you know do two thirties yeah. or. Does that include any? Um, they get the files or y'all mix it up and all that. Yeah, too? yeah. Like we actually the way that it works, like we got this sweet like little interface that kind of like masters it and does it all for you. So it's like meant to be a streamlined process. 
So like say you got a lunch Dude, break nice. and you want to, you know, most people don't have a lot of time. So yeah, you're on your lunch break with your coworkers and you're always talking about that podcast. It's like, yo, let's grab a coffee. Let's come over here real quick. We got an hour and we'll drop a 30 minute cast. Go down to 400 Main, right? Yeah. Spend 25, spend 25 bucks over lunch. Like mm-hmm. come in and then you just put your flash drive and leave and you can upload it straight. I mean, That's another good thing. There's a lot of good coffee down here, bro. Oh, CJ's, I love the arts, bro. Uh, 410 Collective. Is right downstairs. You got to check it out. They gotta, oh, right downstairs? Uh, down and over. Oh, my On the God. main street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Like, Dude, they're right, they're right downtown right here. I mean, it's it's really nice. I love it. Yeah, a lot of the cool... The culture here is amazing. A lot of cool stuff, so... Sweet, dude. I love the history of uh, just the whole entire place. Now, you said when I came in, it really floored me, was that this place was designed uh, by... By Russ World-renowned... Uh, Acoustician. Uh, wow. So, this place was originally... a like an overdub studio for, from what I understand, a media company in the eighties who did like automotive commercials. <laughs> and for a brief time, they did like CMT commercials for like, Oh Wars. wow. Yeah. So downstairs was a huge, they pulled cars in and shoot them. And I mean, it was awesome upstairs. And back then they didn't, you weren't able to just download music. So like they had full bands that like made the jingles for the, like the backing tracks. Wow. So That's phenomenal. they had Russ Berger design this in the 80s, who was like this young local to Dallas, you know, acoustician. And little did we know, he, he grew up to design like NBC Studios, like wow. some of the biggest Whitney That's incredible. studio. Like, oh, wow. I mean, he's legit. So yeah. this studio coming into it, it's just audio perfect to me. Like the sounds we were able to get here already just with mics in the room have been next level incredible. Like... And it's just been like the test run, so I'm I'm so pumped to just get going. Like I know I gotta come through. Man. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pay this man. I'm gonna come through and I'm gonna do a song or something. We gotta get something rolling. This yeah. is sweet. So now let's we didn't explain this. What kind of monitor situation are we running? So I just got a cur- like ultra curves Samsung here, so I can in my machine. I'm using a Mac trash can. It's all real tight and simple. It works great. You just got a TV or what? This is like just like a computer monitor, I think. But the oh, one the TV up there, yeah. though. You got a okay. Now I was saying the mixing monitors. Oh, these are vintage Yuri A twenty eights. They were built in originally. They work like they sound incredible. They're old school. Just they're called wall movers. I mean, they're loud. I got some focal near field right here. So that's what you know. That's what we'd be listening to right here. Woo! Oh man! And, I mean, that's dope. <laughs> um. So that's my monitors, yeah. Mm, sweet. So this room's designed acoustically just to hear the mix back clean? So basically, or? like, when a room is square, sound waves bounce off the wall, and they come back and they hit each other. And when they hit each other, it changes the sound wave that's mm. going out. So if this room does not have a parallel wall in it. I mean, there's no wall parallel to each other. So that means, like, certain sound frequencies that are caught in this side of the room it's you know built like this over here so like it doesn't cancel them out so it's like flat and true do they even does the wood floor have to do with it as well and the rug or is that just a step aesthetically uh, i think pleasing? The, it probably helps a little bit with the dampening with the rug for mostly though the cloud that's over here like this is tremendous there's oh a, yeah that's like a, just a foam pad it's like a studio foamed yeah. cloud so there's like that's incredible pretty this does you know manipulates the room a little bit and then the floor is floated, so it's like a floor on a subfloor on a floor with an air gap and a subfloor. I mean, 
It's insane. It's, oh, okay. There's, there's science into every aspect every, of this the room. walls. I mean, even in the room in there. What kind of glass? Is that plexiglass? No, no that's special? full on just argon filled gas that's, or argon glass that's. Is it two walls of glass there? Yeah, and they're between? both different sizes. So, like, look, there's nothing parallel. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it really plays into split window studios. Wow, dude. And now in the main room, you're running a Neumann. 87, right? Yeah, I got a ton. I mean, we got a ton of mics, but right now I have a setup for an acoustic session and a piano session we did. So I got a pair of K, uh, Neumann KM84s on the piano right now. They sound incredible. Got a Yamaha C-Series grand piano in there, vintage. Oh, my and God. And then uh, I got a U87 and then an AKG 414 XL2. If you know music, man, they, they got some really nice gear up in here. If you need if you need something clean, this is a place to go. Yeah, you take the mics and the gear and the room design, and I mean, it all plays. Mm. It all plays. And then, and then the mind of the guy behind the board. Let's go. We can take it to the next level. Y'all just come and see us. www.splitwindowstudios.com, 400 West Main, right here in downtown Denison, Texas. Man, and that's that's affordable for the for the consumer. It's going to help uh, even more of that just good vibes out. You know, the aliens can see it from above. Yeah, they you can know, stop get the by community, and make some music, make some art. Art's great. And y'all got the mural outside on the on the sidewall. So if you go outside yeah. for a fresh air, man, you got a mural painted on the wall. Yeah, we got a really cool client lounge. Um, we have a virtual video studio production video studio that's almost it's almost complete we we're running the home stretch of that so there's not a facility like this in at least a hundred mile radius that we've been able to find yeah the led like walls is what they how they did the new star wars movie i mean i'm excited to bring that technology to like our area oh yeah it's next level the stuff you showed me bro it's mind-blowing mind-blowing this studio is next level so when you add the film facility studio we have a video control. It's a full, looks like NBC Studios, like for a broadcast. Yeah. So you can come to the studio. We can actually, from any room, we can broadcast a live feed from from anywhere. So That's incredible. Dude, I love it. Man, I love the vibe. Thanks, bro. Everything. Dude, you're, you're just such a positive light. And uh, <laughs> you've always inspired me, helped me out. Uh, Thanks, man. You've you always got me taken care of. You're my bro. Um, I appreciate you. You know, I just, I'd like to close out and just, just say one more time, dude. Split Window Studios. I'm so excited to come here to keep working with you, bro, and just see where you get to go. Because the way you talked about the man that designed this room, little did we know he's going to grow to be. And look at the vibe. You're in that same room with the same story going on. Oh, it's, a, it's, and that's destiny, bro. That's it's, like it's very powerful. I can't, like, I know we're closing out, but I got to say one thing. Like, we talked about, like, for this to come together, like, it was, a lot of things had to line up. And the list was so long. And it took about five months for all this to work out, by the way. Like, it was a continuous, and then it wasn't like you just meet and it's like, all right, well, cool. Like, it costs this much and we can make it happen and we got the money, here you go. No, it's, it's like months of getting approvals and permits and just making deals and, you know, it all lined up and not worked out. It makes no sense. It had to be destiny. Dude, right? I, I feel like that so many it's times. It's the only answer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just crazy. So but I appreciate you stopping by, getting like a sneak peek at the new place. You guys check out Aaron. He doesn't get to plug himself too much, but he's been <laughs> driving some fire YouTube covers. He's producing these all from his studio. Like he's got, he's got it going on at his place too. So support these artists. Slowly that are building. Out here. 
it's amazing. Like he showed me his backdrop. I'm like, yeah, I need to get that over here. Like, <laughs> I got I got my own foam treatment coming in. It ain't, it's nothing compared to this room, though. This like, was already here. The foam yeah. was here already, luckily. But if I want to be real next level, I'm hitting this man up. So, well. Y'all check it out. Subscribe to the podcast, too. Hey, one more time, man. This is the third on Deliriously Intriguing, man. I really hope you appreciated this episode. Man, we got to go into music, the new studio, all the exciting things of Chris Romaine. One more time, Chris Romaine at Split Window Studios. What's that uh, address one more time? It's 400 West Main, Denison, Texas. Denison, Texas, repping 903. While you're in town, say you're coming from Dallas, check out there's homestead winery man there's uh, 903 brewers where's a couple other places uh, Iron we should plug Republic, in? um give a few shout shout out the tri incubator 1880 ice house mm. you know if you're looking for some good just clean you know you don't want to feel bulky and like just good food natural uh cafe blackbird here on main street oh my goodness People don't realize, bro, I mean, like the area has a lot to offer. And if you want to go swim on a lake, like Island View, man, or oh, yeah, Eisenhower like State Park, or, dude, you're missing out. Like Texoma is really Great popping. fishing, great hunting. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. You know, great camping, great hiking, great boating. Great music production. I mean, uh, you got Choctaw just right up the road. So you got, yeah, gamble, you got gambling I mean, within that. I mean, why are would you, you not come me? here? We got the For premiere real. studio. I mean, yeah, don't get it twisted that you have to be in an urban setting. Like, you can bring the vibe to you. Ask Drake because he was in Toronto and there wasn't a lot popping up there. And him and 40, they get together. Bam, magic. And once somebody like Chris Romaine moves into the town and gets it all set up and, and invest his his work into here and, and all these other craft breweries, all that, man, this is when we change communities. We start adding more culture, more art, more music. We got the Rialto down the road. There's so many things you, exactly. you can do with this area. The city is behind it 110% too. Like I've never seen a city that's so just supportive of like natural arts like music and just the wine culture that goes down here and so i mean small town it is like will blow your mind because i mean it's like yeah big city things going on right here but it's also got that peace and serenity you can just not pizza peace it totally pizza. sounded like pizza but hey this we got is, pizza dominoes right here there we go italian affair uh Sally's. oh yeah it is. It doesn't. The sign say Italian AF. Yeah, it's like. The Remember when it the name. lights went out? It says Italian. They just kept it that way. Italian as fuck. <laughs> but hey, man. Like I said, y'all, check out Denison, Texas. Check out the 903 area. Um, really, really put your time and investment in these small town communities and believe in them because um, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of musicians in this town. There's a lot of artists in this town. There's a lot of people that just don't feel like people care about their area but if we change that narrative that's very powerful and that's groundbreaking and we can be a part of that movement and it's very important for uh, not only us not only for our happiness and we can go out and enjoy it um, but it's going to promote more money and wealth for everybody not only that you know and that comes more uh, protocol just for future generations exactly. to build That's, upon that and expound everything you gotta like think of the future and like i always you know we, we want better school systems so that our kids can be better educated so they can go off and make the world a better place like but you know we gotta like set them up for that and we gotta mm -hmm. 
Sorry. We can evolve or we can devolve. And there yeah. are such things as, you know, like the Dark Ages followed the burning of Library of Alexandria, all that knowledge lost. That's we horrible. must build up in where we are instead of just trashing where we are, moving to another place. Dude, I love what's going on here because people are investing in it. And it's just so really cool. And, and I'm noticing the same thing in Sherman. And it's just it's it's really cool. It's so, just a local community combined. Yeah, so. it, Sherman and Denison really is just it feels one to me. Sherman's uh, yeah, different, like with the downtown, like is epic, and I love how much industry is in Sherman. But all the people are connected. Oh, everyone's most connected. Definitely. It's like the same. It's just a community. Yeah, but so, it's just yeah. like it's like New York. You know, you got all the neighborhoods: Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Like you know, but it's all love. Nobody's where are you from? Nobody right? like oh, you're from Denison. Oh, you're from Sherman. It ain't what well, you got. Battle of the Axe, which is awesome. That's as it. bad yeah. as it gets. That's as bad and that's as it a gets. Great thing. Like yeah, they do it. They do it peacefully. DHS. Man. Hey, who you repping? DHS. Let's go. For life. I don't know if I'm going to get the Bearcats uh, this next go around, but let's see. Who do you think is going to win? It's, I think the Axe has been here for, what, two, three hundred years at this point, so it's, oh. it's, it's, it's staying here. Oh, hold up. Okay, I think I'm going to agree with you on that one. I got Denison because I got the Kroll family. Uh, shout out Jacob, the one that shot, uh, taught me the guitar and everything. Oh, cool. Yeah, his mom went to Denison, so I got to oh. rep Denison. So, yeah, that's where I stand. All right, closing out, y'all. Deliriously intriguing. We love you, and uh, see you next time.